Let's go ahead and uh, I'll uh, open us in prayer. Uh, dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for uh, everyone here, God. And I just pray that uh, your Holy Spirit will move and that we'll grow closer to you, God, and that we'll uh, love you more. And I just pray that we will uh, love each other. God, I just pray that uh, you help uh, be with our church. Uh, God, I just pray that you give us wisdom and help us to trust and rely on you. In uh, Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, so the sermon uh, t today is titled, uh, Giving Grace is Greater Than Getting Even. Giving Grace is Greater Than Getting Even. And the way to remember that, it's kind of like a tongue twister. Try saying that uh, five times fast in a row uh, really fast. Uh, giving grace is greater than getting even. It's kind of like saying Susie sold seashells at the seashore. And so giving grace is greater than getting even. So we're going to be continuing uh, the book of Acts. And uh, pa Pastor George was going, to was going over Acts. And kind of the plan was always for me to fill in one of these Sundays and just uh, pick up where he left off. And so uh, today we're at the stoning of Stephen. Stephen was a, a major uh, figure in the early church. And he was killed for believing in Jesus. He was one of the first martyrs of the faith. And when I say stoned, I'm talking about actual rocks and stones. I'm not talking about the other kind of stoned. So people would uh, throw rocks uh, at Stephen until he, it was, you know, it was a very painful death until he died. And I know that I've gotten hit by a, like a small rock before, and it hurts. I think I got hit like at recess time in elementary school. Uh, so yeah, don't don't throw rocks, kids. Uh, they hurt. Um, but uh, so these would have been big rocks. And we see that Stephen chooses to pray for the people persecuting him. He chooses to pray for the people attacking him. And he chooses not to take revenge, but instead he fixes his eyes on Jesus and he gives them grace. And that's where we get the title, giving grace is greater than getting even. Because Stephen didn't get revenge, he gives grace. And I know about you guys, but I know that for me, uh, when, I, when someone hurts me, I want to get even. I want to get back. And I'm tempted to take revenge. And it's often said that if you seek revenge, you better dig two graves. One for the other person and then one for yourself. Because it just only hurts, you just end up hurting yourself more. And when I talk about getting revenge, getting even, uh, I think um, I often think of like two brothers, like the same age, you know, kind of fighting or arguing. Uh, raise your hand if you guys have siblings. Raise your hand if you guys were younger, uh, that you fought, raise your hand if you fought with your sibling when you were younger. Maybe you're young and you still fight with your sibling. Uh, but anyways, believe it or not, I actually got along really well with my brother and sister. Uh, my brother is 14 years older than me. Uh, Lindsay is 12 years older than me. Uh, Johnny is my older brother. He lives in uh, Iowa. He's an architect. And uh, I was the baby, so I got spoiled a lot. But uh, Johnny, being the older brother, he would still kind of mess with me. I remember one time he locked me in a, we had a cardboard box, and it was a, uh, I played in it. It was like a castle, and he locked me in that one time. Um, but anyways, so Johnny would mess with me being the older brother, and uh, he'd always mess with me in the car. So uh, there should be a picture of me. That was me as a little kid. Uh, I was a lot cuter back then. I'm not exactly sure what happened. Uh, I, uh, I really went downhill. But um, anyways, uh, Johnny would mess with me when I was in the car, and what he would do is he would poke me, and he would do it 
I felt like he did it all the time. Like every time he got into a car, he would poke me or tickle me or mess with my head, but he would just bother me and he would bug me. And it got really annoying. <laughs> uh, but uh, I had, a, being small, even, even when I was younger than that, when I was two, he would, Johnny would, would mess with me. But I had small arms, so I couldn't reach him. And I was strapped in, I was in a car seat. And so, what I, I, so I was like helpless. So I finally figured out a solution. I, I call it my super ability, my ultimate you know, power, my quirk, my go-to move. What I would do is I would spit on him <laughs> to get him back. Is I, would, I would spit on him because I couldn't reach him because uh, of my arms. So I would spit on him. I always have a I always have a lot of saliva in my mouth. I think, I think there's something wrong with me. But um, anyways, you know, I could call it, you know, giving a, I could call my move the sprinkler or the shower or uh, the garden hose, but that's what I would do is I would uh, spit on my brother. And of course, this is an example of what not to do. So if, uh, if you're young, uh, you know, don't, don't spit on your siblings. Uh, uh, so don't spit on people. Uh, but uh, oftentimes uh, we want to try to get even. We want to get, uh, get back. And uh, there are times where we should stand up for ourselves and uh, stand up for what's right. And use, so I think we really need to use wisdom and rely on the Holy Spirit. And we see that Jesus stood up for himself and stood up for God, the, the Father, when he uh, argued against the Pharisees. But we should never take revenge. And, uh, but, so, but when we're tempted to seek revenge or get back at someone or get even, it, it always means that we've first been hurt. It means that we've been hurt. And, you know, that could be physically. It could be mentally. Uh, maybe you're elementary, middle school, high school, and you've been teased, picked on, bullied, wronged. Uh, maybe uh, there's a coworker who's, uh, I don't know, who's, who's just the worst and who's just rude and, or maybe even betrayed by a family member. And I, I just want you to know that um, Jesus is our healer. You can always go to the Lord uh, with uh, your hurts, and he hears you. And I want to read you guys Matthew 38 uh, through 44. It tells us how we should respond to our enemies. This is uh, Matthew 5, 38, or starting in verse 38. Uh, you've heard the law that says the punishment must match the injury. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But I say, do not resist an evil person. If someone slaps you on the right cheek, offer the other cheek also. Uh, if you are sued in court and your shirt is taken from you, give uh, your coat too. If a soldier demands that you carry his gear for a mile, carry it two miles. Give to those who ask, and don't turn away from those who want to borrow. You've heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Okay, this can be really hard. It can be really difficult. And Jesus uh, doesn't sugar, sugarcoat it. Uh, we are going to have trouble. We are going to have hard times. And we are going to be persecuted. But we are called to be like Jesus. And we are called to love our enemies and pray for them. And I think a great example of that is Stephen. So this morning, we're going to be in the, the book of Acts. We're going to be in chapter 6. So you can go ahead and open your Bibles there. And in Acts, 
awesome things are happening. The Holy Spirit, is, the Holy Spirit came, people are being saved, the church is growing, uh, miracles are happening, and uh, the people are being really, really bold, and they're praying a lot, and they're following the Holy Spirit. They're relying on God. And uh, in chapter 6, we were introduced to a man named Stephen. Now, the Bible says that Stephen was full of faith in the Holy Spirit, and he was full of God's grace and power. And I just have to say, like, what a great compliment. Like, the, the Bible just really brags him up. And we know that it, it also says that Stephen uh, performed amazing miracles and signs among the people. And it also talks about how Stephen was in a leadership position. He was one of the seven, who, uh, seven believers who were in charge of making sure that everybody got food. Because there was kind of a situation where uh, some people were being discri discriminated against and not everyone was getting food. And they were, they were actually being discriminated against by race. So again, this is, you know, this is a big deal. You know, a lot of people were poor. Uh, and there's no McDonald's uh, dollar menu back then. And I guess there really isn't one now, but uh, anyways. Um, so Stephen made sure, Stephen was one of the seven to just make sure that everyone got food and that everything was uh, fair and everything was right. So we're going to start in Acts 6, 8, and uh, we will uh, read um, until verse 15. So Acts 6, 8. All right, uh, here we go. Uh, Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed amazing miracles and signs among the people. But one day, some men from the synagogue of freed slaves, as it was called, started a debate with him. They were Jews from Cyrene, Alexandria, Cilicia, and the province, or, and the province of Asia. And none of them could stand against the wisdom and the spirit with which Stephen spoke. So they persuaded some men to lie about Stephen, saying, We heard him blaspheme Moses and even God. This roused the people and the elders and the teachers of the religious law. So they arrested Stephen and brought him before the high council. The lying witnesses said, This man always is, is always speaking against the holy temple and against the law of Moses. We heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy the temple and change the customs Moses handed down to us. At this point, everyone, everyone in the high council stared at Stephen because his face became as bright as an angel. Okay, so picture this. Picture being there, and Stephen's face, like, just literally starts glowing. Like, light just starts coming from his face. Like, I'm just trying to imagine what that would look like. Like, that would be crazy uh, to actually witness that. I mean, if someone's face starts glowing, you know that something, you know, something's going on. And then uh, Stephen starts, and he gives this long speech. He gives this long sermon about how uh, it kind of recaps Israel's history, uh, and it talks about... Uh, Abraham, Moses, King David, and talks about how Israel always messed up, and God rescued them and saved them over and over again. And in fact, uh, you know, Stephen talks for uh, quite a long time. It's uh, the longest sermon in uh, the book of Acts, so clearly the Holy Spirit is using him. He speaks really highly of Moses in his sermon because he was accused of speaking bad against Moses. And I'm actually going to jump ahead to 751, so Acts chapter 7, verse 51, this is uh, Stephen talking to the religious leaders, to uh, the Sanhedrin. Um, verse 51, 
You stubborn people, you are heathen at hearts and deaf to the truth. Must you forever resist the Holy Spirit? That is what your ancestors did, and so do you. Name one prophet your ancestors didn't persecute. They even killed the ones who predicted the coming of the righteous one, the Messiah, whom you betrayed and murdered. You deliberately disobeyed God's law, even though you received it from the hands of angels. Okay, do you think this made the religious leaders mad? <laughs> yeah, it did. It actually made them really mad. And verse 54 says, When the members of the Sanhedrin heard this, they were furious, and they gnashed their teeth at him. So kind of imagine like a dog or a beast, uh, you know, kind of growling or uh, grinding their teeth. They, they gnashed their teeth at, at him. They were mad. Uh, verse 55 uh, it says this, But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed steadily into heaven and saw the glory of God, and he saw Jesus standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. And he told them, Look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. Okay, uh, don't miss this. While uh, Stephen was on trial, while he was being accused and while he was being persecuted, Stephen chooses to look up toward, to Jesus. He looks up to heaven. So while he's being persecuted, Stephen focuses on Jesus. I think that's a, a really, really great example. And he didn't look at the people hurting him, but he looked at Jesus. And he saw this really awesome vision where he saw Jesus uh, right next to uh, God the Father. And uh, I believe uh, this vision comforted Stephen and gave him the strength and the endurance to get through the persecution. Because, you know, Stephen was about to go be with Jesus. He was about to go be with the Lord. His suffering was only temporary. Uh, uh, let's, let's keep going. Verse 57. Uh, then they put their hands over their ears and began shouting. They rushed at him and dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. His accusers took off their coats and laid them at the feet of a young man named Saul. Okay, so the religious leaders, they covered their ears and they began to shout at him. And they didn't want anyone to hear. They wanted him to stop talking. And they dragged him out of the city and uh, then they started to stone him. And they, it says they laid their coats at a young man named Saul. Now, I was always confused about the coats, but just very simply, they took off their garments, they took off their coats so they could throw the rocks better. That's why they took off their coats, as the, their coats or garments would get in the way. And we know that Saul, uh, the guy Saul there, he later becomes Paul. And we know that God completely transforms his life. Uh, Paul, you know, Paul ends up being like the super missionary and ends up writing a lot of books in the New Testament. And God does this really awesome thing uh, through, uh, through Paul. Uh, but first, uh, we know that he's Saul and he's persecuting the church. And uh, chapter 8-1 says that, uh, that Saul uh, witnessed the killing of Stephen and completely agreed with it. And it's just so cool how uh, God and Jesus changed and transformed uh, Saul's life. But um, let's, keep, uh, let's keep going with Stephen, and let's finish uh, Acts chapter uh, 7. So verse 59. Um, so they stoned him. Uh, so as they stoned him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He fell to his knees, shouting, Lord, don't charge them with this sin. And with that, he died. Okay, 
So don't charge them with the sin. Like, I, I want to emphasize that. Like, what? Like, why did Stephen say that? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, why would he say that? And uh, remember, the sermon title is Giving Grace is Greater Than Getting Even. Because, you know, if I was Stephen, you know, I would want to, you know, I'd be... I'd be mad and upset, and I'd, you know, I'd maybe try to throw the rocks back at the people or start yelling at them or, you know, pray that, you know, God will strike them down with lightning, and I may even give them uh, the Spencer's uh, sprinkler uh, move and, you know, just start spitting on them. Uh, but we see that Stephen actually prays for his enemies. He prays for them. He says, don't count the sin against them, and uh, Stephen doesn't try to get even. Stephen gives them grace. And I think it's just really important that we always, always remember that the devil is the real enemy, that Satan is the real enemy. I mean, and when you think that, you know, Saul was there, and we see that he becomes, you know, Jesus completely changes him. He becomes uh, a good guy. So we always have to remember that uh, the devil is the real enemy. And when um, Stephen prayed, you know, uh, don't count the sin against them. I just can't help but be reminded of what Jesus said on the cross. Jesus said, uh, as he hung on the cross, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And when Jesus was on that cross being tortured and hurt by the very people he came to save, uh, you know, he forgave them. And Jesus, you know, could have, obviously Jesus could have snapped his fingers and been healed instantly, but he didn't. So no matter, you know, how bad you've sinned, no matter how bad you've messed up, we know that Jesus, you know, died for sinners. And doesn't matter, no matter what you've done or where you're at, uh, you can always, you know, God's grace is available to you. You can always run back to the Lord. So Jesus died for the really bad sinners, but he also died for the Pharisees. He also died for the religious leaders, for the ones who should have known better. And if you repent and believe in Jesus, you know, he will forgive you of your sins. And he's so, so, so faithful. And so, again, no matter where you're at in your walk with Christ, or maybe you haven't started a walk with Christ, you can always come back to the Lord and repent. And I just want you to know that God really, truly loves you. And his mercies and grace is just so big, and his love is so big. Like, we can't even comprehend how huge and how large uh, and how deep God's love and grace is. Uh, and we just need to repent and believe in him. So just like how Jesus forgives us, we are also called to forgive others. And I want to read you guys Ephesians 4, 31 through 32. It says this, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. So forgive each other as God has forgiven you. And the thing about grace is that grace is, you know, kind of unfair. You know, we don't deserve it. And uh, Jesus gives us grace when we don't deserve it. So we are called to give grace to others. And I want to read to you guys uh, Romans 12, and I'll close with this. This is Romans 12, 14 through 21. I think it's a, a really good uh, summary of what I just talked about. It says this, it says, bless those who persecute you, don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy for those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. 
and don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave, the, leave that to the righteous anger of God. For scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Let's go ahead and let's pray. Uh, dear God, thank you for this day, God. And I just pray that, uh, you know, you'll give us uh, wisdom and help us to trust in you, God. And just thank you so much for your grace and your amazing love for us. Help us uh, to do your will. Help us to love others and love you. And help us to grow closer to you, God. Thank you for always being with us. Thank you for being a good God who heals our wounds. You heal our hurts, God. And we can always come back to the Lord no matter where we're at. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And uh, now for the benediction. And uh, <clears throat> it says this. Uh, May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace.